Ugh. 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 It's a little souvenir from the old hometown. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that, that, Hackman's line from 70. I still love that's That's a great line from <laughs> that was Hackman. A good pull. That was a good pull. That was a good pull. I like that because we are talking kryptonite, and that's a good pull right there. I, I do dig that. I do dig that. <laughs> and you're glowing right there, Scott. Are you feeling you're... drained or are you feeling good? I am feeling all powerful <laughs> because if I can't control you, I guess I'm going to have to kill you. Nice. Oh, what a great line. Dude, this is it's a great episode. Man. It really is. Jesus Christ. I was like, I forgot how good this fucking episode is. Welcome, everybody, to DC Fanimated. Uh, I'm, of course, Dave the Film Junkie. With me, as always, Mr. Scott McClown. Happy Father's Day, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I had uh, breakfast with my dad, spent some time with him today, so that was great. And uh, I was like, I wanted to, I was like, hey, I wanted to take him to go to see The Flash, but sadly he's like working because uh, he does a helicopter pilot and uh, he had to actually work early. So he was like, now that was, he's been up, he was up and stuff like that. So, but anyways, still great to uh, spend time with him. And uh, I'm sure you spend some time with your dad too. I actually know um, us going to go see Raiders counted oh, as that's right. As father's day. So uh, my 10 year old made me waffles this morning. Aww. And then the three year old ran, ran around going waffles, 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 waffles. <laughs> Right. There you go. Yeah, there's a little Jurassic Park-esque thing that happens in here. That's right. Oh, yeah. And I got and I got some fun facts about that, by the Ooh, way. So. Uh, can't wait. So there you go. And she's wishing you a happy Father's Day. Thank you, Mama. Cool. Two points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knew that Lois knew how to shoot like that, right? My God. But they set it up in the episode. Oh, you're right. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining. We are talking about a little piece, little piece from home. And uh, man, like like we were just saying right at the beginning. I mean, this this episode is just. I mean, it's pure. It's pure Superman. It's pure Lex Luthor versus Superman Lois. And we just we get our first appearance. Well, not and technically, I guess you could say not our first appearance of Kryptonite when it comes to Superman. But technically, it showed up at the end of part one at the beginning yeah. of part two. Yes. Yes. So, so not quite the first time, but, uh, you know, it's but it's the first time we're like we we're, we get knowledge of of Kryptonite and certain other things to other elements, I guess you could say. And we and, also uh, get several first appearances in this episode as well. Mm -hmm true uh you're gonna have to come back in because you're pixelating again of course yeah uh, well yeah yeah that's some reason that just happens at the beginning why does that happen at the beginning uh, uh but anyways but yeah happy uh father's day to everybody right there we got uh acs good to see you we got uh movie watchmen Hey guys, wanted to stop by real quick. See what's up. Yeah, happy end. So there we go. All right, you're back. You're back. You're back. It's the We're kryptonite poisoning. What can That's I say? That's what it is. See, yeah, you had that kryptonite right there. So and of course we've got Fear Jason. But uh, yeah, ACS. I was just on with him and uh, Ohio Dave on their stream. Yeah, an amateur hour. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We talked uh, a lot of Rebel Moon and everything like that. But you were saying something before before you had to you know clear up uh, the kryptonite flu. Am I too soon? I'm too, yeah. I'm too soon. Uh, no, I'm just saying there's a lot of first appearances that happen in this episode. We got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. We definitely do, which is, uh, yeah, we'll just dive right into it because there's a lot to really go over when it comes to this. Um, let's see. I got my notes up. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just just watching this episode and revisiting it. I was just like, OK, yeah. Um, even just the way that it ends. I love the way. The whole thing, oh yeah, the whole thing. Because, like I said, it's just this is a. Uh, as, as soon as we find out about kryptonite, I mean, we get obviously, and just the fact it moves, it just moves at such a great pace. These episodes great are very well paced. They really kind of learn something. You know, and I was thinking about that too because, like, when it came to Batman, you know, obviously there were some things that were like, okay, we had some episodes. Where it's like, but I think like the just having Batman be first and having all that. And now that they go to Superman, I think they just realize, OK, we know exactly how we should pace some of this 
uh, some of these episodes and just especially now that it's Superman and they just can keep them moving at a just a great pace. And this this episode really does. I mean, right from the beginning, when we when we go to the, the museum and Lex Luthor, of course, we get him talking first and and then uh, him talking about the museum and what's all in there and he's talking about you i mean he obviously press is there clark and lois are there and someone else is there who right behind lex uh and by the way i'm getting an echo from you yeah i, I hear I? myself yeah i can hear really? myself on your video so just oh, heads no. up is it really oh man that's that's a first that usually doesn't happen let's see hmm. see it's we're having kryptonite man it's a kryptonite that's happening is it still happening uh, testing. Test, 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 test. One, test, two, three. Test, test. Oh, good. I'm gone now. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. Weird. Why did that? Anyway, but as I was saying, if you uh -huh. look right over uh, on the right side of the screen, right over Lex's shoulder, the very first appearance ever in any medium of Mercy Graves. That's right. Mercy Graves makes an appearance in this movie or movie show, and uh, yeah, she was, was created. Wonderful for this show yeah similar to a harley quinn kind of thing and uh, exactly thank you uh mike h for the two dollar super chat cheers to you um and you know what it was it's funny because i mean the voice you know yeah. the voice i knew the voice i was gonna I, see if you knew the voice well the fact that i love house i was about to say yes. i would play i knew you loved house yes so I, like, I mean it was just like and it was funny because once i heard it, i was like huh 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 Yep, it's um, it's you know, it's I, and of course I can't remember her name like off. Lisa Edelstein. Yeah. Edelstein, there you go. Yes, yes. who played Doctor Cuddy on yes. House? Yes, Cuddy, who of course they had a relationship, and of course she was always trying to control House, which he could not be controlled. Great series. I mean, I'm not big on the whole hospital doctor shows, but that one I just. That and Scrubs. Just love those. Love those shows. So, yeah, yeah, that was one of my big things. I was like, come on. I knew what a big house fan you were. So yep. I was like, please tell me that Dave knows who the voice <laughs> of Mercy Graves is. Totally. But it's just so cool that her first appearance, she's just there. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even talk until like halfway through the episode. But she's just a presence there. And, of course, she's been brought into live action and into the comics. and But once again, another one of those characters that was first created for the animated series so cool so cool and then so when lex is talking about this and of course lois being lois and we gotta love this because she uh, she asked the questions like it, it, she basically just asked him like is this a large tax shelter for lex corp and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> of course it is he gets angry He's not happy about that question. <laughs> no, but you know, it kind of goes back to that point. And I don't think we quite pointed this out back in last son of Krypton part two, when it first get mentioned, but mm. that in this series, like in the John Byrne relaunch post-crisis in the comics, uh, Lois and Lexa dated. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cause they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And cause Clark, and her talking and she does mention that they did date at one point so she knows how to push his buttons right because she also dumped him yes. and then, of course that doesn't go over well with lex yeah, whatsoever of course not, not. it kind of makes you wonder how long did they date mm. Mm. had to be a pretty good length maybe not a year quite i I, yeah. I would agree with that yeah 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 probably not a year but you know it'd probably be more than six months, maybe. Who knows? Or maybe exactly six months, I guess. But, but anyways, right off the bat, we got some uh, we got some thieves that break right into the museum, and uh, nobody here, of course, hears a little small explosion to create a hole like in the in, in the floor. But of course, Clark naturally does, and I love how he goes. Did you hear that? <laughs> and then she's just like totally in oblivious of all that stuff, you know. And uh, and then uh, man, you're pixelating again, dude. It's the kryptonite i tell you what it's the kryptonite ah i don't know why this is usually it's just one one time that he has to go in and out but sadly it happened twice here so fuck man so hopefully hopefully maybe uh i don't know there we go all right i'm telling you this kryptonite it's just wreaking havoc on Streamyard today god damn it <laughs> we're, we're good we're good but uh yeah so Naturally, uh, Clark has to do his uh, disappearing act 
to uh, get back in there. And I love the fact that he takes the uh, the same path that the the that they took. Yes, they, he, I, yeah. I and I forgot about that because I was yeah. like, is he going all the way over there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool because like instead of just like doing a normal like, hey, I could just whatever you know superman he could burst through a wall if he wanted to or go through a skylight again like uh or, or um, whatever you know um and but this time he actually goes through the sewer to find where they entered and i just thought that was really cool i agree and then i love that even before then like you got you got like the dumb one and the smart one of course Be because you know you've got the smart one who knows that they've got those electric uh uh, security fields because Lex explained that the idea is so that there aren't cases, you know, that everything's out in the open because if you yeah. get too close to it, it's going to, you know, give you a shock to the system. And of course, Doofus there grabs for it and shocks his ass off. And the guy's like, you never listen. And he, <laughs> it, and he comes with gloves because he's ready to like reach through the electrical field mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and grab the the no, the big ass diamond that they're trying to steal exactly and then we got superman of course he does just good old superman toying you know he starts toying with them of course you know and just kind of just moving really fast with his arms crossed and whatever the hell but then when he gets in front of a certain display that has rocks he starts ugh, 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 you know and what the hell's happening well we got kryptonite just displayed yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. And then I love, I love the dumb goon going, "Should we help him?" <laughs> and doesn't the, doesn't the smart one go, "Yeah, we'll give him chicken soup and tuck him into bed." What are you get out of here? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. What the heck are you? Yeah, jeez. And then it's, uh, and then of course we have the the Lex starts. You know, he wants to open the doors to the museum, and then of course we get like a, an exhausted woozy Superman that that comes out, and I love how. Lex will just use anything, like any reason to just be pissed off at Superman. And, you know, because Superman's like, yeah, yeah, thieves, yeah, try to try to stop him. And he's all out of it. And of course, Lois is concerned and he goes, well, next time, call somebody who can do something like the police. It's like, you just the hatred that Lex Luthor has for Superman. Oh, man. And then I love it when we cut to his office and he's watching the security footage. I love the fact that he knows who the guys are. Like he yeah. knows them by name. Yes. Like, and then he just goes to mercy. See that they're dealt with. <laughs> because he runs. I mean, he runs Metropolis. So he does he Metropolis, knows. and he's and he's basically like, if you two are stupid enough to try to steal from me, there will be consequences. Yeah, and then of course he sees that okay, Superman started getting woozy and collapses down to his knees in front of that display. So naturally, it's like, all right, well, let's. Uh, Let's check out these rocks. And of course, he's got scientists that are like looking into it. And of course, they're looking at it like, yeah, this is not from here. This is from a distant planet and blah, 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 blah. And one of those scientists is a voice to be mentioned. Who is the voice? Okay, Dr. Peterson. Now, yes. he's the one who ends up calling Lois and giving her the 411 on the kryptonite. That is voiced by John Rubenstein. Now, okay. John Rubenstein is one of he's a he's a character actor. So he's going to be one of, oh, that guy. When okay. you see us, when you see his face, he's mm -hmm. a Tony Award winning actor. You look him up and you'll go, oh, yeah, you've seen him in a million things. I'm going to look him up. Oh, yeah. Now, fun fact. He is now our second actor who is a voice in Superman, the animated series who appeared in Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. No shit. What's his name again? John Rubenstein, R-U-B-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. John, why is this not working? Oh, there we go. Okay, so he looks familiar. Yeah. It's an older picture. Yeah, Lois and Clark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you've known like he's he's one of those guys that you don't know his name, but you've seen his face and you've heard yeah. his voice and like oh, a, million, yeah. a million things. And Lois and Clark, funny yeah. enough, because of the kryptonite connection, he played Dr. Emmett Vale in <laughs> Lois and Clark. Nice. Now, do you know who Dr. Vale is? I can't. No, I don't. Okay. In the comics, Dr. Vale is the creator of Metallo. Well, there you go. And, and introduced, yeah. Right. 
And Bat in Batman v Superman, he's the doctor who's oh, with Lex yes. talking to the senators when they come and visit LexCorp. That's Dr. Bale. Okay, okay. I knew it all sounded familiar. There you go. Now it's all clicking. So that's pretty cool. Look at that correlation right there. We went we went from Superman the animated series to Lois and Clark to to uh Batman vs. Superman. That is great. And once again, I just think it's funny that he plays the creator of Metallo and then he's in the episode that introduces Kryptonite. That's awesome. See, this is why we do this, folks. This is why we do this. But uh, yeah, of course, you know, you know, when it comes to I mean, Lex obviously wants to utilize this as a as a weapon and um, there shouldn't be. Yeah, And I love the fact that with the, this line that Lex delivers to him when he actually says, like, there shouldn't be an opinion in your head I haven't put there. I like, know. I ooh. love that line. Oh, oh, Man. it's one of those lines I remember from the show. And of course, Clancy Brown's delivery oh, is yeah. just so it's just chef's kiss. Just absolute. Absolutely. And then, like you said, you know, like obviously we already teased the fact that we have Lois that is a good shooter. We we cut back uh, over to to Daily Planet where, yeah. We they established and that again. This is what's so great about this episode is it's not just like oh, okay, is just Lois just decides to do this one thing and then, like to shoot something. It's like no, we actually see her because you know we've seen this many times in in um, movies, TV shows, and everything where somebody puts like a little bit of a hoop in front of a little small waste basket and you take sheets of paper, balls of sheets of paper, and you throw it to uh, to shoot, and then she's just. She's just doing that and she's making all the shots. So we established right there that we're going to see uh, at the end of this episode when she um, throws a big rock into, <laughs> into a cup. <laughs> yes. Um, you could refer to the I'm not sure if this qualifies as a Chekhov's gun. It's mm. definitely it's definitely mm. foreshadowing. Yes. But uh, I, I love anytime I can throw around, you know, the, the technical terms, you know, I'm going to do it because that's what I'm here for in this show. Exactly. But exactly. But, but once again, it's there for a purpose. And, and so shout out to Hillary J. Bader, who was the writer of this episode mm. and has and writes several episodes of Superman, the animated series. She worked on Batman, the animated series as well. Uh, but this era moving forward is where you're going to see her name pop up a little bit more. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, and then, of course, Clark was like, you know, he intercepts one. We see his hand and, and they start talking. And then, of course, she does that whole thing like, you know, as she's talking about. It, and then, you know, it's that typical thing where, where what happened to you yesterday? You know, you disappeared. What happened? And and and, I, and this is what I love, too, because instead of him coming up with an excuse, something else happens that distracts that. So he doesn't have to come up with an excuse of where he disappeared to yesterday. Phone rings and it's Dr. It's, you know, Dr. Peterson, Dr. Peterson. Yes. Yeah, that calls. Yeah. So our professor Peterson, I guess. Um, but yeah, so good on that. It's where Clark didn't have to like come up with some kind of alibi of where he was when he disappeared during that whole thing. Yeah. And then this is about the point where we jump to the gym, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet Joey. <laughs> Yeah, this guy, this douche. <laughs> yeah, I know. By the way, I mean, he's got a great douche pedigree. Did you recognize that voice? I mean, I, 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 I wanted to say it was, uh, uh, I, because I wrote it, I wrote some notes down, but I was like, I don't think it, it actually, because he sounded like Biff from. Back it is. It's Tom it Wilson. Is. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's Tom Wilson. Yeah, it's Tom yes, Wilson. I, I couldn't remember because, his name. Because remember, remember, this isn't the first time Tom Wilson has appeared in the yep. animated universe. Yes. Do you remember who he was before? I can't remember. I've he was Tony to Zuko. That's right. He was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was Tony Zuko in uh, Robin's Reckoning. Yes. 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 But uh, I was like, because at first when I heard the voice during this scene, it wasn't until like a, another scene where I was all, it's got to be. And I just couldn't remember his name at the moment. I was like, is that Biff? It's got it. Is it? And then uh, at some points I was like, no, it doesn't sound like him. But then there it is. He is. So. Yeah. Good for cool. you, Dave. See, You're I'm throwing. Yeah, yes. I'm recognizing voices. Finally. I just got to remember the names. That's the bad part. Uh, I know. But hey, at least I mean, it's not as bad as you not recognizing LeVar Burton. I'm sorry. That no, was, no, yeah, that was a bad one. That, <laughs> that was, was a bad, bad one. one. <laughs> that was a bad one where I was like, I just was totally second guessing. And yeah, sadly, did not get that. Go ahead and exit out and enter again. You're pixelating again. I don't know what's going on with StreamYard. Jesus. 
Yeah, I just started freaking acting up again. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I don't know why StreamYard's being such a massive see you next Tuesday today. But, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we're working it out. All right, you're back. You're looking good. It, it, it got pissy with me because I was making fun of you. That's, that's what it was. That's, that's what, it, what was. it was. But, uh, yeah, this guy, I mean, uh, Joey's a douche, of course. And, uh, you know, Mercy's not impressed. I love how he tries to impress Mercy because it's she like, kicks his ass. I mean, like, I mean, he's like, yeah, you want to feel? And she's just like, feel what? You know? And then Lex is like, yeah, she's not impressed. And then she, you know, the, of course, the, uh, whatchamacallit bag. I forgot what they call that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a punching bag. It's like the, I forgot what they call that. The, you know, and she just freaking roundhouse kicks that off the freaking chain. I'm like, she's a badass. Let's face it. And and she's really good because she's mainly, she's, you do see her, if I remember correctly in the series, you see her more as like a kickboxer. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's a badass. She's definitely, but but I always like how she looks like a chauffeur. Yes, <laughs> her, her outfit's always like a. She, she's got the hat, and she's. I mean, there's the. It's not like a suit because obviously her legs are like you know it's kind of like a skirt thing, but it's it's a cool. I, I like the design of her. Yeah, because it's just there's something about her where it's like yeah she's Lex's like you know right hand woman and she's gonna kick some ass, but she's also you know she's got a uniform. She's got a uniform to her that is just, I don't know, but it, where you, where you go, I wouldn't want to fuck with her. <laughs> Would not want to fuck with her. No, not just, at all. just the way she's dressed makes it even seem like I would not want to fuck with her. And then of course that gets displayed in this scene right here where she kicks that thing right off the freaking chain. So that was cool. Uh, and then of course we get to uh, Clark at the diner and, and, uh, you know, Clark's hungry, hungry and he wants to uh, order food. And the, the the waitress is very busy carrying a bunch of plates, almost falls. Clark quickly catches her, you know. Kind of very... gives me a little bit of like Spider-Man 1 vibes. I was just about to say that. I was oh just God. about to say that. You know, <laughs> catches like, you know, catches the uh, some of the plates and everything and makes sure she doesn't fall, which, uh, you know, similar to, uh, to in, like you said, in Spider-Man in the cafeteria where Peter catches Mary Jane when she slips, which that was all practical. That, that's, that's all the, practical. That boggles my, my mind. mind. Dude, that took like, I think it took like almost 30 takes. I think that I remember reading like it was like almost 30 takes before they got that. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what's so great about that. Like every time I see that shot, I'm like, yep, that was all practical how they pulled that off. But again, took about almost 30 takes. I think it was like 27 if I read that information correctly. Dave, but anyways, Dave, what? I think we just had our first tangent for the Superman, the animated series. I think we probably did. I don't think we've <laughs> ever gone on to like something like that before. You might be correct. Oh, my God. Five, yes. We've five episodes this. in. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we had a tangent. <laughs> Yay. Love it. But um, yeah, so uh, we get. Well, I mean, this is obviously after Lois has met with uh, Peterson and got a little piece of kryptonite. And so she has it with her. And so like when she and shows Clark up, doesn't it feel good immediately as soon as she gets there. And it's so interesting, too, because I love it how Lois reacts to it. Like, you're not looking good, Smallville kind of thing where it's like, because probably at this point, it's like has Clark. I mean, I, I, you know, who knows how long we've been into like Clark being at the Daily Planet. I mean, it's been a few months, probably. Probably. Yeah. And, you know, it probably has never taken a sick day. And, you know, he's a big strapping dude, even in his, you know, in his suit. He's still big. Yes. yes. Let's face it. And now he's like showing that, oh, yeah, he's not feeling good. I mean, he's just kind of like and she's like noticing that, like, you know, but of course, explaining uh, things to him and like giving him like information. But, you know, it's just Clark is yeah, he's not he's not feeling good because she has that little piece. And then, of course, Lois knows from the information that she got that she's basically saying to Clark that, yeah, this drains Superman's powers. But it's kind of funny because, like, aren't you seeing something here, Lois? <laughs> like the dude you're you're sitting across from, he's like looking pretty bad. But, of course, Clark does his best to be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I, I still love the fact that when she puts in his hand he like th- like like it, it's like it burn i mean it's radiation so it's like it 
it's like touching a hot stove for him. And I, and I, and I like that, but once again, he's not feeling that great. And that's like a tiny little sliver of kryptonite. And, and I just love, I love establishing how little it takes, you know, there's a line in an episode coming out in the next season that I've always loved, but I'm not going to, I'll wait till we get to that one. But now. I love, but, but I just love how it's like this little tiny sliver and already he, Ain't feeling too hot. Nope. And then is this our first mention of Star Labs in Superman? I, you know what? I'm trying to remember. I, it may, I think it is our first mention of Star Labs. Okay. Because uh, I, because I'm trying to think if maybe it was like, a, see, part of me wants to feel like it was like a throwaway line and maybe like Last Son of Krypton. Yeah, I know. I was part two. Yeah. Because it's very distinct in this because she obviously she's going to take the piece to Star Labs. That's what she says. But I was like, I was, and I wrote the note down. I was like, is that her first mention of Star Labs in Superman? And I don't think yeah. we, I don't know, it might, might be. I don't know. I mean, it was mentioned, of course, in Batman, but, you know, I'm just kind of wondering if this was, yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. I don't know. By the way, uh, once again, a little piece of trivia. Um, do you know what the star in Star Lab stands for? No, I don't think I do. Okay. That stands for Scientific Technology Advanced Research Laboratories. Uh, okay. I think I've heard. I mean, that's probably been mentioned. Was that mentioned in the Flash TV? Oh, it was show? absolutely mentioned yeah. in the Flash TV. Okay, show. yeah. I was about to say, I mean, like, I, I mean obviously... Yeah, I, that was definitely mentioned in there. So, I mean, obviously I fell off the, the flash, you know, about three or four seasons in. But I was like, yeah, that that was mentioned somewhere in there. So because Star Labs was once again a name you're going to hear over and over again, but created by John Byrne in that 1986 reboot. You know, nice. that yeah, Star Labs is a fairly uh, recent creation in the comics. Yeah, well, Star Labs was in the original Flash TV show, right? Yeah. Yes. It, yes, yes it was. Well, I'm trying to remember if they called it Star Labs I'm in the 90s sure they show. Did. Maybe. I don't know. Eh. That, that's a good question, but yeah. but still. But yeah, if it, if it was, I'm going to, because I'm going to be honest, it's been a hot minute since I've watched the John Wesley ship show. Yeah. But, you know, it. It, but it only appeared for the first time in 1986. So maybe I don't know. I I remember like when the DC Universe came out that that streaming app they had it on there. So I just fucking put it on and I was like, oh my god, because I love that show. Anyways, I mean, we're tangenting today, aren't we? Well, it's because it, there, there's so much in this so episode. <laughs> so freaking much. Uh, but at least we kept it in the same universe. Universe this time, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Exactly. We, we straight up, yeah, big time when it came to Spider Man. But and then, uh, and then, uh, I like how Ryan in the chat said, like, he was amazed how fast Lois ordered her food at the diner. Yeah, she was quick. She knows exactly it's Lois Lane. She knows exactly what she wants. She wants a turkey with and then uh, turkey sandwich with something. Blah blah blah. I don't even know what the fuck it was, but yeah, it was quick. And then I love the fact that before she left, she orders hot soup and because she knows that's yeah because she knows that clark is not feeling well at all and she just quickly does that and i you know i thought that was that was pretty sweet too the fact that she did that i mean and i must say man when we get to these uh these scenes now how freaking oh the jazz score it's like now we had some episodes like this when it came to batman the animated series oh yeah and i love the fact that they brought him back into this because now we get back to joey who's gonna be you know robbing some guys that have some um some some you know dollar bill plates you know treasury plates to you know obviously do some counterfeiting naturally and yeah this whole scene just has some just just awesome little you know finger snapping jazz that happens i mean you, you got the snare drum and the, oh, and yeah. the cymbals you got the horns going yeah we go total big band for oh, this yeah. for this chasing it is great it's so great it just works it just freaking works and i'm glad that they uh put that in there and you got some rocketeer vibes <laughs> oh oh dude oh dude did, did, did i not just go 
Oh, I, I, I those jetpacks. Yeah, love. the jetpacks were just rocketeer vibes, big time. You know, because they're robbing them with flamethrowers, Ray, and all. And then, of course, naturally, Superman is uh, chasing uh, after them, and then they blow up a helicopter that falls off the building and Superman does the Superman thing to make it prevent, prevent it from not crashing into the ground, throws it into the river, which is good. Great, great on Superman. But of course we all know that Lex Luthor is orchestrating this whole thing. And this is, again, it shows how Lex Luthor doesn't give a fuck about anyone. He's like, I'm going to, this is my chess game. This is my chess game. Because you got the guys on the ground going, yes, fast checkpoint one. Like, yes. like they're monitoring like how so cool. Like how far it's like, get ready. He's almost there. Like it's, Uh it's great. Oh, I love that. I love that device that one guy has that like is almost like a bola and like Uh wraps Superman up in a cocoon and then he like busts out of it. I mean, so much, by the way, if you go back and look, there are so many moments from this chase scene that end up in that opening, like the opening title sequence for Superman, the animated series. Yeah, because, I mean, we're seeing Superman chase after, you know, goons that are in, you know, with jetpacks and have technology that slow them down, doesn't stop them, but slows them down, you know, mm-hmm. until they get to like a, a building that's being, you know, that's under construction. So it's just nothing there. There's beams. Uh, obviously, we've seen this many times. But of course, a little piece of uh, kryptonite or not a little piece, but, you know, a good chunk is hanging from the ceiling. And naturally, that's like Superman's, you know, starting to feel. And then, of course, Joey, you know, the ego that he has, he starts punching him and he's like, you know what? Just going to take him down myself because he's got that ego. He's like, I'm going to take down Superman. And Lex is like, bring him back to the center of the room. (laughs) What did you expect? What did you expect, Lex? I mean, this dude, like when you when he was in the gym, did you not expect this was going to happen. The dude has an ego the size of the entire fucking metropolis. You think he was going to just like listen to what you had to say? No, he's going to be like, I'm going to be the guy that takes out Superman. It's like dumb, just dumb. But, you know, what could he do? Ugh. But I mean, Lex, he didn't think about that. But, you know, again, and then, of course, they, you know, they, when they have their, they fall off the skyscraper that's being built. They fall into that little man-made river that's uh, happening. And then, hey, we get a recurring character that shows up. I know. I'm so Bebo. excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bibo Lebowski. Oh, get out, yeah. Oh, so, man. Now, going back. Did Brad Garrett play one of the voices of the goons and that with the thieves that was playing like that broke into the museum? I'm going I think to be completely might've. honest with you. I couldn't hear because my children wouldn't be. I got my kids to watch the episode with me and I couldn't hear. I think, so. I think he was because when I heard those voices, I think one of them was Brad Garrett. Oh, but, but that but that would but that would be makes so sense. that makes yeah. sense. I mean, how many times did we hear Conroy and Hamill, you know, be like one off little because I forgot, there's actually a contract that says how many voice without having to pay you extra, how many additional characters they can ask you to to voice yeah. in an episode before they have to pay you more. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that one of them was Brad Garrett because I was like, I heard I was like, I think that might be Brad Garrett, but I was like, well, what? I mean, I guess I mean he's part of this, but then when you know Bebo shows up, I was like, all right, yeah, that had to be because he's already there for that, and it was just really short because he just you know he's just there and then that's it you don't see him again so i'm 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 thinking that that's what happened which you know it makes sense because it's like why not and i love the recurring gag of you don't look so good (laughs) it's like (laughs) you gotta believe clark is gonna be so sick and tired of hearing that by the end of the day me i don't look good what about you (laughs) anyways um but yeah so we got all that happening, and then we see him, and then of course, uh, uh, Lex suspects, you know, that other people have the, you know, piece of the rock. Um, there was the uh, character. What was the character? I, I wrote the character down, and I'm totally blanking right now. Hamilton. That's. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh no, this is important. Yeah. This is yeah. another major first appearance for us. Okay, because I know that I now because I know this character was like I was like mm, this character I recognize. Okay, Dr. Emile Hamilton. Yes. Lead scientist of Star Labs. Yes. 
created by John Byrne once nice. again, uh, because John, because Dr. Emil Hamilton and Star Labs are like, yeah, like this. So they were introduced at the same time. You would remember him because he's who Richard Schiff played in Man of Steel. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who figures out and fixes the, uh, the key and the pod, yeah. you know, but, but Dr. But, and, uh, well, yeah, he showed up on Smallville. You know, once again, he was yeah, created in the reboot, and he is, yeah. uh, and he will continue to be a major recurring character in the animated universe. He shows up, of course, numerous times throughout the fifty-six episodes of Superman the animated series, and he actually goes beyond Superman the animated series. But once again, this is another one of those notable first appearances. Now, like I said, not created for the animated series, but his first appearance in the animated series nice yeah i was like all right hamilton we know that's an important dude and i figured like when you were talking about the first appearances i was like this is one of them and uh you know so of course lex is like wait a minute this guy i don't know about him uh and then of course we get um superman showing up to uh, lex's office and i love this little exchange right here because we already had our first exchange at the end of uh, last son of krypton part three um, and now we get another one where, of course, Superman's just floating outside the window with his arms crossed. And, you know, obviously he's like, hey, you know, let me talk to this guy. And, uh, I, man, this exchange right here is just like Lex is just trying to make a deal with Superman. And, uh, you know, obviously Superman is like, he knows like, okay, you have this, you know, you have kryptonite. You you're using this against me. And, uh, of course, he doesn't want any kind of deal. And uh, that he'll never control him. And then Lex, of course, you know, you said the line right at the beginning of the stream. Yeah, if I can't control you, then I guess I'll have to kill you. Oh. Because oh. the Lex is like supremely confident this entire conversation. He is not backing down one bit. Well, I think when it, when, when, it, when it comes to just having the, when figuring out the kryptonite, he just, oh, we just labeled, we just leveled the playing field right here. It's like, if this thing makes you, drains you of your powers, guess what, motherfucker? Now, I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, it's kryptonite. It's like, obviously, like everybody always, when, they, when they're talking about Superman, it's like, every, you know, that's always the, it's always the Achilles heel. Like, 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 it's just the fact that, this is what you do when you, you know, you're human and trying to take on Superman this is what Batman uses, what everybody uses. Um, so I think I just, he's just, yeah, he's like, all right, we've leveled the playing field. I have something on you. How the fuck now, now Lex is just, yeah, he's just so confident, so confident. And I, and that's why this episode is just, it's so great because of just, just, we see Lex just playing this chess game with Superman and you utilizing other people as pawns. And everything. And that's just what I just really love about this episode. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Lois, you know, I, I really like, you know, whenever Kryptonite does show up in the show, I, I always like how, like the Star Lab scene with Emil Hamilton. I love when they, ex how do they go about explaining it? And yeah. Emil Hamilton is, because they also introduced the idea that lead will block it. You know, and because I love it how he like puts it like in the little case and then throws it at Superman and yeah. Superman's like hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm fine. And it's but, but I also love the fact that, too, that because Lois is there and Superman's not there yet. But of course, he shows up because he's like, hey, what the fuck is this thing? Like, he's like he's he's shaken up a little bit by this because, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Jesus Christ. So he wants answers, too. And he doesn't have them. So the fact that, yeah. And I love the fact that, yeah, they case it in the, uh, into, uh, in lead and then throws it right at him. And it's like that, that, that had to be the fact that Superman was like, ha, like, Oh, well, okay. Okay. We're good. So yeah, we get the introduction of like the fact that lead can, um, shield Superman from the kryptonite, which is going to be important moving yes. forward. Well, of yes. course. Always yeah. important. Yeah. Very important. But um, so then, of course, uh, asking questions and then uh, Peterson calls. Uh, and then, of course, we get Peterson that calls Lois to meet him at the museum. And that always seems a little fishy. It's always that little bit. You know, it's always that little thing where it's like, oh, yeah, meet me there. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, when they hang up the phone and you see who's actually orchestrating it, it's, of course, Lex. 
was orchestrating him, you know, telling him to uh, have Lois meet meet him at the uh, at the at the museum. So naturally, Superman and Lois go in there, and and Lois, being Lois, she's just like, let's just go in there. Even though Superman was like trying to be like, hey, there's like nobody in there. What the Lois? Like, God damn it, Lois. <laughs> It's just like that's one of those things where it's like, hey, let me I can look through the walls, Lois, to make sure everything's OK. But she's like, nope, no time. I'm going in, you know. And yeah. And of course, shit goes down. Oh, yeah. Because what do we get? A giant freaking robot Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. Oh, why not? Why not? Once again, another shot that ends up in the yes. opening title sequence. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And then of course, you know, the kryptonite falls out of it and it's yeah. just sitting there in the middle of the room. Yeah, and of course, man. Lois trips the wire that shuts all the doors. So they can't, <laughs> you know, and, and Superman tries to hold up one of them, but of course the kryptonite's there and he's like, Lois, get the kryptonite out of here. It's a, you know, it's a kind of a dramatic scene because now it's like, you know, normally Superman could, you know, just lift that door back up, but he's, he's being weakened by the whole thing. And then of course she grabs it. And then of course, this is where we're going to like go right into it because why not when Lois is holding on to this, this beautiful green rock and she's going to like try to get, because they figure out that in the museum that there's like these cups or, you know, Right, because earlier in the episode when Clark yes. went to investigate the kryptonite and discovered it was missing, he overheard the curate the, the tour guide explaining and then we get a replay of it as superman looks at it and remembers what he heard which i think is so great that they make it's superman that. like that like like that's smart because it's clark and he's the reporter and he's remembering these things i also love that old lady that was like what'd you expect them to do dance <laughs> she's because he was like you know feeling the rocks he's all huh nothing and then some old lady's like what'd you expect them to do dance you know, just a little added, you know, comedic element. Why not? But uh, yeah, yeah, because we didn't really kind of talk about that. But yeah, yeah, there's a callback to that. So here's the uh, here's the scene right here where Lois is like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Dun, dun. Oh. oh, she still has her purse on. I love it. I know. <laughs> she aims. She shoots. Callback. Oh, Bam. Oh. Oh, oh, perfect. I think that was a three-pointer. I really did think that was a three-pointer. Yeah. Oh, that scene. Just so close. Ouch. Oh. Superman's still getting, you know, still getting handled right here, but, you know, not as bad. Like, this is almost more like, even without the kryptonite, this is just like how they depowered him. Yeah. You know. No! No! Oh, that scene! We oh, ripped his jaw off. Right there. Damn. Yes! Then he, I love that right there. It's like, crumple it up. And then, yes! Yes! Pissed! So freaking pissed. Ah. See, it's just a good, it, I just love that. I just love that right there because. Obviously, you know, and, and then I love the fact that you see the electricity because, you know, we established that you there's, you know, electric current that's happening right there. So you can't touch it. So he just goes right through and just just, you know, there you go. We're good. And then, of course, hands it to uh, uh, Lois. And, and, and then I love this scene right here. It's a good little scene between Superman and Lois because, you know, Lois is always being saved by Superman. But then Superman goes, well, thank you for saving me because yes. of what you did, you know. It's great. So and I like then also that. love it when he's like, and when you write about this, don't mention the kryptonite. Because yeah, because that is something that you know you sometimes sometimes get in some Superman media where Lois like explains everything. It's like, yeah, kryptonite's something we don't want the general public knowing about. No, no. And he was like, Yeah, please do not talk about this. And then he just chucks it into space. And you know, it's just like, yeah. Please do not talk about this. And then we get kind of like an Indiana Jones type ending. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Because, of course, now that Lex knows about Kryptonite, what's yeah. he doing? He's sending out all of his scientists to go find more of this stuff. Yeah. It's like there's got to be more of this. If, 
you know, if we found, if we have this here, I mean, there's got to be some more of this in it, you know, and you get these uh, people that are just digging, you know, digging through, they're in the desert, they're looking through it, they're like, you know, ah, it's not green enough, that's just got to be like green and glowing, and then this, you know, they find this rock, and he just throws it, and of course it does that dramatic like, and then it pans over, and you actually see like a piece of kryptonite glowing right there, and that's where it ends, and I was just like, oh yeah, just Indiana Jones vibes. Oh yeah, because it's like, it's that great promise of, Oh, there's more folks. Oh, yeah. That, that wasn't the only piece of kryptonite. No, we're seeing more of this. We're definitely seeing more of this. But oh. God, such a good episode. Good episode. Uh, I want to take opportunity. I, I mm-hmm. think I maybe mentioned this on Last Son of Krypton Part 1 as part of our introduction. But I want to remind everyone, since we've been talking so much about kryptonite tonight, mm-hmm. kryptonite was one of the elements that did not first appear in the comics. It was introduced in the Adventures of Superman radio show. They created- no shit. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, along with something else, uh, I, he doesn't appear in this episode, but another element that was introduced in uh, the radio show, Perry White. Nice. Makes sense. Makes sense because, you know, if you think about it, because if you think about the radio show, it's like, yeah, yeah, because he's such a character that, yeah, that would fit in that era. Yeah. Wow. Didn't even didn't even know that. That's yeah, cool. Cry- Kryptonite was invented for the radio show. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, if you've not gone back and checked out I need uh, to. the radio show, yeah. um, you can get several episodes of like like a streaming or you can purchase like on iTunes or something like that. Uh, but give it a listen. It's cheesy. It, it, you know, you have to remember what radio programs were like back in the day. But there was a lot of elements. But once again, up in the sky. You know, is it a bird? Is it a plane? It's Superman. That's the radio show. That's the that was written for and first performed for the radio show. So a lot of stuff. And also, while I'm talking about the radio show, this is another great time that I would recommend reading Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan, which was about how it was the radio show that did that famous story arc where they put uh, I think it was called the uh, the clan of the fiery cross and that was and that was basically them taking on the kkk through the radio program so a lot of cool things to read up on about that show yeah there's a lot yeah those radio shows didn't didn't like when they did war of the worlds on uh radio didn't people like freak out because they thought it was real right because if you don't if you don't catch the introduction you know orson wells saying that you know this is mercury radio theater it it's written and performed like yeah. it's news. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about that because I, I, I took a deep dive into world worlds because I've watched the original. I watched the new one. I just, you know, I love alien invasion movies. And I remember reading about that and I was like, God damn, people are actually thinking that aliens were invasion. because there were commercials. <laughs> yes. There were ads. I mean, yeah. it, it, Orson Welles, uh, you know, they weren't trying to pull a prank. You know, no. they, they make it very clear at the beginning that this yeah. is an adaptation. But people, you know, when they tune in and don't catch the beginning, <laughs> they don't have the context for what they're listening to. That's, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. What do we got next week? Oh, hold on. I have another piece. Oh, I'm not, shit. I'm not done I'm yet. not even done yet. Watch out. I know. So did you think about anything when that T-Rex was running around in the museum? I mean, I thought about Jurassic Park, but I didn't really think of anything more. I mean, obviously, like in the Batcave, there's like a... Okay. <laughs> the okay. producers floated the idea yeah. of, at one point, Superman giving that Tyrannosaurus okay. Rex to Batman as an homage <laughs> to the T-Rex in the Batcave in the comics. Okay. The yeah. same way that they did... The penny and almost got him. That's right. To explain the big ass penny in the back cave. Yeah. I didn't give, I, I didn't really think about it too much. But when you said, when you were like, there's a significance, I was like, oh, wait, there was a T Rex in the back cave and bat. Okay. There it is. I love it. Wow. So that's cool. So there you go. A little connection right there, a little connective tissue. Yeah. It never, right it never, I mean, because, you know, the T Rex never appears in the Bat Cave in Batman the Animated Series. And they never actually did the scene, but it was like an idea. They, like, yeah. we could get the T Rex into the Bat Cave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's awesome right there. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. Now we're ready. Now we're ready for next week. Okay. Okay. 
Next week, episode six of Superman the Animated Series is feeding time. Feeding time. Hmm. See, that's not ringing bells right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help yes. you. I had to help you last week. Okay. Yes. What Superman villain could this refer to? Feeding time. Damn. Feeding time. No, I don't, I'm like totally blanking. Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to give you his alias. So we get introduced to Rudy Jones. Rudy Jones. See, everything's not. It's not firing right now. Oh, I feel bad. I know. I'm. I'm totally disappointing right now. This is going to be our first appearance of Parasite. Ah, Jesus Christ! I just talked about. Parasite. I know. I know. God dude. damn it! I I uh, saw I saw the film yes. junkie short, yes. and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be perfect because." Ah, we're going damn it! I totally just blanked on that right now, and I just talked about that because James Gunn talked about that and possibly, and I was like, "That would be a cool fucking." And I was just, damn! I, I even like. I even like was like making sure I had all ah Jesus Christ yeah there you go Sunday man yeah so we got our first appearance of Parasite right there Jesus Christ I just talked about him too I think that would be a cool villain to have like oh action. no no Parasite is yes. an awesome villain uh, when done correctly I've yes. seen I've <laughs> I say that because I have certainly <laughs> um you know what I'm Did they feel good. Uh, I'm trying to yeah, I saw the pictures and I was like, mm. pictures uh, looked interesting. I don't know, but now, what, where, when did they use parasite? I CW? don't know. But I, when I was like, I was like, I was like making sure I was like, when I like was trying to find uh for my thumbnail, I typed in parasite and I, you know, I found a, a cool one that, that was like whatever, but I saw a CW version one and I was like, Whoa, I'll have to do it. I'm going to yeah. have to, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Um. Act. No. Actually, I think because at one. No. Oh, I remember. Actually, in they used a female version uh, of oh. Parasite for the second season of uh, Superman and Lois. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I still got to. I still have. I still got to catch up on that. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah. So next week is going to be our introduction of Rudy Jones, aka right. Parasite. It's going to be a good one. All right. Make sure you guys. Check that out, and uh, we'll be talking about it, of course, uh, next Sunday at the same soup time, same soup channel. So go ahead and send us off, Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. Our latest episode that just dropped on Friday night is our review of The Flash, currently in theaters. We're on Vero, Facebook, and YouTube with the entire Necro of Shows at SquadcastMedia.com. All right. Smash that like thumbs up. See you guys tomorrow, of course, on Film Junkie Live. Follow on all follow us on all the sock meds out there, the social medias and everything. And uh, yeah, we got lots to talk about, of course, on Film Junkie Live tomorrow. A lot of things have been happening, so uh should be a good episode. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for uh spending some time with us talking some Superman the animated series. We had a great time talking about this episode, and uh yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>